The Infinite Tabs podcast is brought to you by The Joy Revival, a community created to inspire you to choose joy. Each week, we'll bring you two episodes, one dedicated to how we believe that Jesus is the source of our hope and our joy. Another episode is dedicated to all the things, the good, the bad, and the dumpster fires. But in the midst of it all, we can still choose joy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast and Dumpster Fire Friday. I'm Megan Sanchez. And I'm Stacey Filipkowski. And today we are going to be talking about the race war. And we are absolutely thrilled and honored to bring back Jay Agape to help us bring home this topic. Welcome, Jay. Glad thank you're here. you. Thank you. Thank you, Megan Stacey. I'm glad to be back with the girl gang. It's been too long. I know. Well, we loved having you on the the last one that we did a month ago. So we're excited to have you here and a part of our tribe. Um, Today's topic is a touchy topic for many, and we'll do our best to bring it uh, to you with love and humility. And maybe there's a few Russian accents along the way. I think maybe just a little. Maybe a little. I haven't practiced all week. Oh, good. See, oh, that's good. Oh, that you did a good job. You have to keep practice. You just throw it in every now and again. It'll be good. It is in the tongue. It is in the tongue. Yep. So she is better than me now. I need yeah. to. I need to go. You, have, you need to maybe sit for a while, Stacy, and you just need to read books in the Russian accent. Maybe that help you. That might be a good idea. Um, I have to say. I'm struggling with this dumpster fire Friday today. Um, I feel like truly it's just, it's been over what, just over two months since we started this podcast and just about four since we started to choose joy on a daily basis. And I've definitely noticed in like the last few weeks, I'm really, really starting to feel this shift in my spirit. Mm -hmm. I seriously do not care about what is happening in the world like, I'm so over it. Mm -hmm. I literally, you know, like we said before, it's a mindset, right? Like it, and it takes time to, to change habits. Mm -hmm. And I think I finally like crossed that threshold of like, I just want joy. I just want Jesus. I don't want to know about your stupid stuff that's going on. So I might, like, might have a little bit of a poor attitude today, but I will try. <laughs> it's okay. You know, to be fair, I, I actually feel the same way. Um, so I just feel like because ultimately what God is doing in our lives right now and how he's raising up an army to win souls, it's, we're on this mission, right? Like we have said that the joy revival is a movement and we're on a mission and it's all we can think about. And honestly, when you're in the presence of the Lord all day, you can't help but be joyful. Mm -hmm. So the things of this world begin to fade away and it, they just, they don't matter as much. And I even... I sent you that message earlier to our team and in the message, like I just could feel my spirit mm -hmm. really, really shifting and being sensitive. Um, people need people and people need Jesus. And when you can see all of the mess that's happening, it's hard to want to focus on the mess when you want to take your eyes and fix them on Jesus, mm. because you know that that's going to 
solve the mess. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think ever since the pandemic started, people just got into a different place with themselves, with God, with other people. And it was a lot of good that came from it. But then there was also a lot of like awakening with people. I know for myself, like being in that place just of being alone, I was like, okay, I'm not seeing things the way that I've always seen them. And when you finally open your eyes to see truth, like all around you, and when you actually begin to walk in that truth that you've been revealed, it, God allows you to see things differently for what they really are. He opens, Mm -hmm. you know, your spiritual eyes. Things are not just natural. You're like, wait a minute, let me just take a minute, step back and reassess what I'm really looking at. And it's, it's knowing that the very things that we see are just illusions is what Mm -hmm. allows me to even be unbothered or shaken by anything that's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, I I agree. And I think it's exactly what you said, Megan. It's like, once you fix your eyes on Jesus, like you can't, your heart posture changes when that is all you are focused on. And so I just feel like that's where I'm at right now. And so normally dumpster fire Friday, I'm like, yeah, like we get to like hash it out, but I feel like there's just this like shift happening within my soul and praise the Lord that that's happening. And we just want that for everybody. Right. Yeah. We do. We absolutely do. So since we're talking about the joy of the Lord, we actually have some pretty amazing, exciting news that we want to share with you today before we get into the nitty gritty. Yes, indeed we do. (laughs) So, all right. About a month ago, Stacy, my wonderful friend comes to me and tells me something I, I'm outside in my backyard. I've this, I know exactly where I was when this conversation happened. She says to me, Megan, we need to put on a conference for the joy revival. And I said, well, yeah, I know. I know it's, we're, we're supposed to do that. And she said, but did you know that it's supposed to be in a couple months? And I'm like, what? I, I had it in my head that we would probably be doing this like maybe in the fall. And she said, no, this is supposed to be like spring. And I, I was a little overwhelmed for half a second, but then I quickly jumped on board. And honestly, the way that things have come together and how it has just moved. So I don't want to say effortlessly, but kind of because it's been very seamless and the Lord has just been so thick and like his presence has been Mm. so there from go that all of these things have been falling into place. Mm -hmm. So, so it's only natural that we will be putting on a virtual conference in June. (laughs) (laughs) So excited. So exciting. Um, Oh yeah. What God is doing. Like I've been a part of very awesome stories with God and seeing the spirit of, of the Holy spirit, like move through things. But I will say this is probably like, hold on. This is probably the most I have, like, I've, I haven't really experienced anything quite like this, to be honest with you. 
Yeah. Like when I tell you guys that the Lord has shown up in a mighty way around this, it's, it's an understatement. Like we're going to have eight dynamic speakers and the lovely Jay will be one of them. Yay. <laughs> so it was only perfect that she was here for the, for the announcement. Yes. I love it. I love it. I'm honored that I'm even an honorable mention. I was like, me, you came to me, Stacey. And I was just like, what? Who's nervous? Who's walking on faith? I am, but mm -hmm. I am still going to answer that call. <laughs> you know, it's crazy because I, I prayed for sisterhood and God was just like, here you go. Here mm -hmm. you go. This is what you prayed for. And did I find my tribe? Yes. Do I have any clue of any magnitude that God's going to move mountains in my life and any of the women's lives who are going to be in on this? Nope. I have absolutely no idea, but I know that God is going to just rattle some lives. And I'm excited mm -hmm. about that. But to say that I prayed night after night, that God would just put me into a community that focused on him where I could serve, that would be an understatement. And Stacy, from the day that you first reached out to me being on the Infinite Tax podcast with um, the world is divided, period, I was just elated. And then even after we started recording, and just feeling the literal fire of the Holy Spirit just burning throughout that podcast. There was no question about it. When you invited me to be a speaker at the conference, I was like, hands down, yes. And we talked about it and I prayed about it. And I knew for a fact that this was the season that God was bringing me into. Um, but I am, I'm literally most excited just about being involved in the lives of other women and getting to know these other women mm -hmm. as well. And the Joy Revival movement as a whole, um, just because the world has found a way to connect itself through the use of social media, like social media can either be the devil's advocate mm. or it can be God's, you know, mm. that's just how the world is connected. But I don't want to just be a face on someone's phone anymore. I don't want to only see my sisters in Christ on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook. Like revival is about locking arms grabbing hands and truly being connected as a body, like all mm. of the arms, all of the legs, mm. all of the necks, all of the other body parts, no matter where we are in our walk with Christ, like we have to be locked in with each other and there has to be true unity. Mm. The world is caving in literally. Every single day that we turn into the news, they make that a reality. Mm. And the same world that's falling apart is the same world that's saying, we're doomed. It's all over. There's no way around it. Like, this is it. This is how it's going to end. But that's just a lie because the only way out is to go in. You have to go into God. Mm -hmm. That's just where the rest is. That's mm -hmm. where the hope truly lies. And people all over the world need to know that there is hope. Like, all is not lost. And the only way true revival is truly going to come is if God's people all around the world rise up out of our chairs and literally mm -hmm. shout to the world at all four corners and proclaim that Jesus is King. Like he Amen. is the definition of life. Hallelujah. The definition okay. Of okay. Come on now. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Keep, Keep going. going. <laughs> and it's going to take more than just my voice. It's going to take more than Stacy's voice. It's going to take more than Meg's voice. It's going to take more than the other seven panel of women. It takes all of us. It takes his entire body 
from the loud roaring voices to even the soft, gentle, meek voices. Like your voice matters Mm -hmm. and your story matters and your gifts matter and you have been called and it doesn't matter how you compare your life to someone else's. We all need our brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. and you have been called into freedom and you've been called into joy, joy and peace that no word in the dictionary can describe joy and peace that surpasses all understanding. And that's why I'm choosing to be a part of this movement. Thanks and for coming yeah. to the podcast. Thanks we'll everyone. catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know why we asked Jay to be a speaker. Because <laughs> when I'm, she speaks, she spits fire. <laughs> literally. I mean, I just, every, every time I hear you speak, Jay, and there's, it's come from like so many different things like we've done now this is our second podcast together but we've had meetings with you Stacy has sent me audio clips of you and every time I hear you speak I am like dang mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is just flying out of your mouth like you have been anointed by the Lord with such a gift and we are just so happy that you're going to be a part of this conference and that you will be able to bring the hope that Jesus has to offer to so mm-hmm. many And I just want to give you guys like a glimpse. So you, you heard Jay and when we were on our meeting the other night, we had someone that in the middle of the meeting took a look at Jay and was just like, I need to pray over you right now. And she just became an intercessor in that moment. And so if you're, if I'm talking about like Jay being this powerful speaker that is full of the Holy spirit, and then we have others that are like praying into these people, like imagine what you are you guys, I'm not just saying this, you are going to leave this virtual conference, a changed person. Mm -hmm. I truly believe it because we've only had two meetings. We've had one meeting with one group and another meeting with another group of the eight Mm -hmm. and I'm changed just from those two meetings. And I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like I have a new found, like understanding of, of, my purpose of what I'm supposed to be doing. I have less fear, less doubt, because when these women came together and we all spoke life into each other, I've never experienced anything like it. And I just cannot wait. I mean, we had the spirit of doubt was rebuked Mm -hmm. in that meeting. Yeah. When we had Ashley chimed in and she said, I can feel that the enemy is trying to come after this hard. And Mm -hmm. so she said, don't you dare for a single second. She goes, and I'm talking to myself too. like, let that spirit of doubt creep in. And that was when Stace, we got off that meeting and I said to you, all right, so not only are we praying against doubt, but we are going to pray for a spirit of boldness Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we need at this time for this particular group of women to not only lock arms with one another, but to where we are saying, okay, Jesus, we are stepping out in faith and we are speaking what you will have us say so that people will be encouraged and find that hope and that joy that so, so many need. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. And so tickets have already gone on sale. They were on sale on Wednesday. So if this is your first time hearing about it, you are absolutely going to want to go grab your ticket because I'm telling you, you're not going to want to miss this. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is just going to be so life-giving. I promise you. Yeah, seriously. And while we could talk about that, 
for the duration of the podcast, we do have to talk about the topic at hand. Mm-mm. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, technically we don't. I mean, this is our podcast. We can In talk theory, about whatever yes. we want. We could talk about whatever we want. That's fine. All right. I digress. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, I was talking to Jay and just kind of venting to her. I had put this TikTok video up about the nominee for the Supreme Court. What is her name? Katanji Brown. Katanji Brown. Brown. You can see how much, like a whole lot of how much attention I really was giving it. But Mm -hmm. the thing that stuck out to me was that they asked her in this, this particular clip that I had seen for her. Say that one more time. You cut out. Okay. Um, So I, I, wait, what? Just say they asked her. Oh, okay. Um, They asked her to define what a woman was and she couldn't. I could, because she wasn't a biologist. So I put out a video on TikTok after that, just like, I can't even remember what it said now, to be honest with you. It was just like, if you can't, if you cannot tell me what a woman is, then how can you be on the Supreme Court? It was basically something like that. And I could not believe the backlash that I got from that. I mean, it it was so bad. I I took it down because I just was, I honestly didn't even want to deal with it. Um, But it became about race. Now in my head, that never crossed my mind because see, I don't see race. I see her as a woman. She's a woman Mm -hmm. that can't define a woman. woman. (laughs) And I don't care what race you are. That's just dumb. (laughs) So So it all became, well, you just are saying that because you're a racist and you're a racist and you're a racist and you're a racist and you're, I mean, it was just like this constant and I just was so upset and I was heartbroken Mm -hmm. because I can't believe how far we have fallen as a society, especially in this particular area. And something that Jay said to me was, Stacey, it's all smoke and mirrors. And the definition of smoke and mirrors, I wanted to really get a grasp on what this meant was that it's obscuring or embellishing of the truth of a situation with misleading or irrelevant information. And how true is that? And you know what, Jay, you were a hundred percent correct. 100%. When it comes to this specific topic about Katanji Brown, or I think it's Jackson, Katanji Brown Jackson, I don't even want to give her that much honor on this um but when it comes to the topic of her being nominated I get so rattled in my spirit because I remember being in my car and I was listening to her before I even knew what she looked like and I was just like nope 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 you know and I just saw straight through the facade of what she was truly representing you know I questioned even wanting to be labeled as American anymore, so to speak, because I'm just like, you know, I kind of live here because I have to, you know, but I'm just not part of any of this corruption. And I just want to be called a human. That's it. I don't want a nationality assigned to me, but you know, that's just the way things are. But God's word has always given the core foundation on how a nation is supposed to be led. Mm -hmm. But When you begin to factor in things like manipulation, deceit, propaganda to a general population, that's when propaganda begins to take the driver's seat of the already 
supposed to be solidified structure that was mm -hmm. always supposed to be there. But that's just not the case anymore. You know, America, we this is a country now whose motto was once in God we trust, mm -hmm. yet we're a nation that couldn't be any further away from God. Yeah. Like this very nation that, that I'm a part of is fighting to take God out of school, fighting to take God out of marriages, out of the family unit, out of the workplace, out of medicine. And I was affected by that directly out of social media and now out of biology. <laughs> and I, I just laugh at people who say, well, I believe in science and not God, you know? Cause I'm just like, seriously, science proves the existence of God. Yes, His very name is encoded in our DNA. Mm -hmm. Like archeology span proves that there was a flood. There are hieroglyphs in Egypt and, and under the, the tunnels of the Vatican that proved that there were Israelites. So the science is there. If you really want to get down to the nitty gritty, if you want to say, I believe in science, well, let's believe in all of science that points back to God. Mm -hmm. But our world has just become under the enemy's hand and that foundation was ripped from us and it's still continuing to be ripped from us. And now it's just a puppet show. That's it. Yeah, Absolutely. So I want to share with you actually the audio, because there's this moment in this audio that you can tell if you have not been around the Holy Spirit, you will be able to tell when it comes and when it leaves, because <laughs> the Holy Spirit had something to say through Jay that day. Stacy, it is all smoke and mirrors. Please understand that. Please, please, please. It is all smoke and mirrors when it comes to this race thing. Um, it is all smoke and mirrors. So I'm not on social media, but strangely, I've been listening to NPR radio. And I used to listen to NPR radio years ago, like back when I was in nursing school. It's been that long since I've actually listened to NPR. But in my car for the past like three or four days, I've been listening to NPR radio. And I was... I was on NPR radio accidentally. Um, I accidentally scrolled across it and it was, I was listening into this debate um, from, from court, I guess they were court officials. Um, and it was very interesting. So the more I started tuning in, they started, uh, they did like an introduction of who it, who it was that was speaking. And they said they're doing, what is it called? It was the, um, <sighs> something uh, something interview for the new supreme court and i think her name was katanja brown i've been i've been listening to this woman for the past two days just talk in circles and i've been getting so upset i'm like who is this woman she doesn't know how to answer a direct question she's for pedophiles like there was there was one part of the npr message where um one of the court officials was questioning her as to why 40%, no, 100% of the pedophile cases for, for child pornography were reduced by 40%. So in every single case that she was a judge on, there was a, if, if it were a pedophile case, um, the sentencing was reduced by 40% for every single case. And the judge was, and the, the officials were like, well, how do you feel like the, the voice of the child is being magnified if you're going easy on the one who is being, um, the one who is being charged? And 
for two hours. This woman is talking in circles. And I was enraged. I was like, who is this woman? She does not, t- she does not need to be on the Supreme Court, right? So they're just going off on, on all of these things that she believes in. And she doesn't know how to answer a question directly. She's speaking around subjects. So today I walked into um, this Mexican restaurant because I was doing a delivery. And I look on the screen and there she was. I was like, she's a black woman? I said, what? (laughs) My mind was blown. My mind was blown because I was like, no way, you know? And it was one of those things where I was like, a sister, you know? (laughs) I was like, a sister is talking like this? And uh, I was just like, yeah, there, there is no way that you, like, there is no more commonality between black people. Like, there used to be a time where I was like, okay, well, uh, you know, black people, we kind of all believe in the same thing. And I don't know about any other race because I can't speak for them. But I know that the black experience, we all share these kind of beliefs, X, Y, and Z, you know? I used to think like that. But over the course of the years that God has been dealing with me, he's like, look, it don't matter what color nobody's skin is. If they're going to be evil, they're going to be evil. If they're going to have a corrupt mindset, they're going to have a corrupt mindset. You don't get to give people passes or you don't get to look past certain things just because someone is the same skin color as you or the opposite skin color as you. So for these people who are coming at you on TikTok, you have to understand that it's smoke and mirrors because the comment that she made about sex not being able to be defined except it's by biology that would make her a that would give her an antichrist spirit because clearly in the word of god there are two genders so to try to disprove who god is because of the law of science puts you in the what what's the best way to say it it puts you in the offense to God, right? It makes you an offender to God. So when people see these things and it's so corrupt that they can't wrap their mind around it, they can't believe that someone actually just said this, they can't believe that the secret is out, they have to deflect somewhere else. And then that's when they pull the race card. So it's not about race. It never has been. It's about, it's about a common people looking for a way out of taking blame for something or or a common people looking for a way out of being uh targeted for believing something right because just like we talked about on on the podcast the other uh week it's all about division either you're blue or you're red you're left or you're right so a lot of these people who support her are probably and I don't know I think she's democratic I don't know what she is so if she is democratic then it's probably a whole bunch of democratic people who are like, oh man, we just took a loss. Like, I know for a fact that what she said was wrong, but I'm a stick with her and I'm a rider out. So anybody who comes for her, I'm coming for them. It's all smoke and mirrors. This is how Satan works. Like, he doesn't have you look at the problem. He has you look at the smoke of the problem. So it's like, oh man, let me try to put the fire out. So nobody sees the actual problem. Let me try to put, let me try to deal with the smoke. So no one actually sees the fire. This is how Stanley works. Like, and, and it's only evidence that we are just moving so much further into the end times, because this is what the Bible talks about doing away with God, trying to take God 
out of like this country was built on what in God we trust. But how does everything that is part of the government, part of the judicial system, represent the opposite of God? We're taking God out of school. We're taking God out of the workplace. We're taking religion away. We're taking this away. Everything that has to do with God. We're taking gender away. There is no God. It's a world of self-glorification. And we get to make our own rules. We get to put our own labels on everything that we do. This is the highest level of Satanism. Like, and it gets me so emotional because, like, I think people think of Satanism and they think of, like, people, you know, in, in red hats and, you know, cloaks and stuff worshiping the devil. Like, no, this is what worshiping the devil actually looks like. And people don't see it. So don't get, don't feel attacked. Don't feel offended. Just press in harder because guess what, Stacey? A hit dog is not going to holler. A hit dog is not going to holler. So when you start pulling things out of the darkness and putting it into light, oh, yeah, you're going to have all of the trolls. Everybody who's like, oh, we, don't, we, we, we didn't want this to actually get out this way because now they know our agenda. This is what this is about. So if anything, like, let this fuel you to push in further because we need more women coming into the truth. We need more women knowing, look, we are women. God gave us uteruses for a reason like no one gets to take that away from us <sighs> but anyway <laughs> sorry for that Ugh, that vicious attack just now um I sent it to you I was just like yeah I can hear where I was just talking as me and then I was like I don't even remember saying some of that mm-hmm. um but Satan is just so dang crafty so I learned something recently. There's this psychological trick. It's called the framing effect. And it's used a lot in marketing and media. So the framing effect is this psychology trick that's used to influence the decision-making process of another person based on how you present your information. So it focuses not on the message itself, but how you how the message is being presented. So it's, it's literally like looking through something in a frame. It just focuses on one aspect. And the person using this psychology hack will present the same information in different ways, in a different variety of ways. And they do that to make the person making the decision draw a conclusion that fits their own narrative. So for example, like Stacey, if I was like, hey, I've got this 2% yogurt, do you wanna buy 2% yogurt? And you're like, uh, or 2% fat yogurt. And you're like, yeah, no thanks. But if I say, hey, Stacy, I've got 98% fat-free yogurt, then you're like, oh, well, you know, since you put it that way, I, yeah, it's not that bad. I'll take it. So we've seen this type of trick literally all throughout our government laws without even noticing that it was happening all along. And an example of this was Katanji Brown-Jackson was asked, like you mentioned earlier, to define a woman. And she said... No, I cannot. I'm not a biologist. What I do in my work as a judge is solve disputes. And I I remember hearing this conversation in my car and I'm just like, there's no way. You as a woman who has lived a woman experience, you don't have an answer. And I'm just like, really? So essentially what she did is she framed her answer to focus on what she doesn't know versus what she knows to indeed be true and accurate. And because she pled ignorance, she was able to silence the rioters 
who were going to be coming after her with pitchforks, like she knew they would come. She was able to silence them or, or at least keep them at bay, all while appeasing to the community that she intends on, you know, supporting whatever whatever community that may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and another time that we saw this in our government was with abortion rights. So the narrative of my body, my choice, which supports abortion, was framed as women's rights. So it took the frame off of, hey, let's save the life of this innocent baby, which is still a life with the soul, because life begins at concession, because God said that he formed us in our, in our mother's wounds, and he's known us before he even formed us. So it takes the frame off of that, and it puts the frame on, let's give women liberation. Let's give women freedom. So it takes the, it takes the emphasis off of the actual truth. And it pushes a false truth, a false truth that makes people say, well, you know what, when you put it that way, maybe it's not that bad. And when you see it for what it really is, it's a form of manipulation, which the Bible describes as a form of witchcraft. And that's Mm -hmm. being released straight out into the enemy's hand. It's being released straight out of the enemy's hands. So when things get too hot, and people start to see things for what they really are, that's when they have to deploy the smoke. They're like, okay, let's get our smoke bombs. Their, their, their eyes are too open. We need a way out. Mm. And that's when things become about race. That's when mm-hmm. things become about sex. That's when they start bashing you for your religious preferences. Oh, you Christians. Oh, you women. Oh, you're making it because she's Black. Well, you can't say that because she's Black, you know? And they have to release the smoke in the mirrors. And um, I saw that when I was just listening to her and I'm like, there's no way that people don't actually see this for what this is. And I remember you came to me, Stacey, and you were so upset. And I'm like, please just don't be bothered by this. Like, this is what Satan wants. This is how he diverts the plan. So that way we take off, we take our eyes off of the actual fire because we're so distracted by the smoke. And I mean, I was just listening in on some of the things that she was talking about. Um, She reduced the prison sentences of 100% of the pedophile cases that she sat on by 40%. So every single pedophile that she sent to prison is barely going to have to serve half of their prison time. So what does that really say about her core beliefs? Mm -hmm. You know, there was once a time where we chose people based off of what they believed in, what their message was. And she can't define a woman. So how is that going to change things in our legal system moving forward? Will there even be women and men anymore? Are we all just going to be one? You know, it just, it just raises so many questions, but it really allows you to see things through your spiritual eyes for what they are, you know, like this is ushering in the antichrist spirit like mm-hmm. literally on a steamy smoking horse <laughs> and i think we're seeing it. a steed or a horse <laughs> a ste- <laughs> i don't know if you heard that before I did. okay i did yeah. not the steed not the steed the not steel, it's steed. a steer and a steer is a castrated bull oh what's a steed a steed is a, a that's a male horse oh okay yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, that's why I said that then, because yeah, I, were, I, I, was, I was, I was, I was mixing the two. That's yeah, all. It's fine. Just, okay. Megan, right. you're so smart. You're so <laughs> smart. <Hardly. laughs> okay. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Continue. Carry on. <laughs> but I think people are beginning to actually see things 
for what they really are. So mm-hmm. anybody who even attempts to expose this ploy is racist. Like you said, they, they're ready to cancel you mm-hmm. or they're sexist because she's a woman, you know, and she's a very beautiful woman and she's very well articulated. Mm-hmm. But even Satan himself has those same qualities. Mm-hmm. He parades as, as this beautiful thing that just knows things and is knowledgeable. And am I calling her the devil? No, I hope no one goes back and takes my words and tries to spin them. I'm not calling her the devil, but what I am saying is that the fight that we're fighting is not just one that's against flesh and blood, just like Ephesians six twelve says, this is a spiritual fight. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that these powers and these principalities and these rulers of darkness are going to sit in high places. They're going to be in places that we trust, you know? So they have to add more smoke to the room so you don't ever actually see what's right in front of you, which is the fire. Mm. So Jay, thank you so much for like sharing everything that you just said, because I sit back and I listen to you and I find myself just doing this. Yes, yes, yes. Like I am in such agreement with you because when I heard Katanji say that she could not define what a woman was because she wasn't a biologist, I like almost fell out of my chair. I'm like, okay, first of all, for anyone that is confused about what a woman is, let me just take a minute to tell you, because I, unlike Katanji, can actually tell you what a woman is. So a woman is a female that has two X chromosomes, reproductive organs, such as a uterus, the ability to carry life and likely experiences a menstrual cycle during her lifetime. Okay. So Mm -hmm. now that we're all clear on what a woman is, uh, Kitanji, she used the framing effect, right? You were talking about that, Jay, Um, to somehow make you think that because you aren't an authority on something, your knowledge on the topic is irrelevant. Well, I'm not a biologist, but I've learned some things along the way. I'm also not a rancher or a contractor or a hairdresser a scientist, et cetera, but I'm learning how to care for animals and how to use animals for meat, tallow, et cetera. I don't have a license to build things, but I'm learning skills that are helping me on my home. I'm not a hairdresser, but I do my hair most days. I mean, some days. So to make statements like this that she said, it's just moronic. And God forbid I say that she's ridiculous or playing a stupid game because now I'm a racist. And never would have I ever thought to live in a time where if you disagree with someone that is not of the same cultural, socioeconomic background or skin color, I would be labeled as a racist. It just blows my mind. I just look at how far we've come. Like we, we, we had a black president for two terms. I'm just going to leave it there. Can I say it? Yes. Please please do. (laughs) I think I'm qualified to say it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like the only way through this is to number one, just be aware of what the truth even is. Um, There's going to be a point where you have to realize that maybe some things in your life are just not what they appear to be. And um, 
you have to be willing to maybe just take some truth with that and, and trust God with where he takes you after that. And number two, allow God to be the navigator through every situation that arises. I was just kind of thinking back in retrospect, like every single year, there has been a new movement <laughs> that has been born, you know, but the Bible says that it's Satan who rules over this earth. So it's no surprise that he's going to have these type of agendas and he's going to want to have division. He's going to want people to hate their neighbor and, you know, speak ill on someone else. But mm -hmm. where we come in is to simply just grab our brothers and sisters by their hands and love on them and form a chain, literally hand in hand and stand firm in on the truth and encourage each other along the way. And more importantly, thank God for even exposing what the weeds are and what they look like and how they operate and separating the wheat from the tares, because that's just going to help us moving forward, you know, to lock arms with people who are our tribe, who are like-minded like us and still encouraging them along the way that it's going to be okay. There's hope in God, there's joy in God, but we have to put our hope in him. There's, there's nothing that we can do on our own at all. Amen. It has to be God who moves through this entire world. So second Corinthians four says for God, who said, let the light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed on the face of Christ. Mm -hmm. So this means that if we know the truth of, that Jesus has to offer, that his truth lives in us and that we get to be light wherever we go, and we can hold on to his promises, the scriptures, and remember his words, and the enemy can't take that away. Mm, amen. So lock his promises into your heart and mind, and don't let the enemy try to divide you against your fellow man, no matter what color mm. he or she may be. God cares about people regardless of their ethnicity, nationality, and social status. That's in Deuteronomy 10, 17 through 19. God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation, the one who fears him and does what is right. Acts 10, 34 through 35. We were all baptized by one spirit. So as the form to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. If you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. James 2, 9. About the age to come, we see a heavenly picture, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Revelation 7, 9 through 10. And lastly, Jesus removes hostility and introduces harmony. Ephesians 2, 14 through 18. And I've chills. That's right. So Head these, to toe. yeah, exactly. These movements out there want to preach love and equality. That's their whole MO. But here's the problem. Their love and equality comes with conditions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's four types of biblical love. Now I know Jay knows this and we'll get <laughs> it in a minute, but storge is the family love, the child bond, the, how you feel about your children. Is it philia, philia, philia? Do we know? Philia. Philia. Okay. I say philia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Philia is the friendship, the type of love you would have for a friend. Eros is a romantic love and agape is the unconditional God love. 
And agape refers to a pure, willful, sacrificial love that intentionally desires another's highest good. So Jay can even attest because this is her name. <laughs> it's what I stand uh, on. Exactly. And so I love all raises. Raises? I love raises. <laughs> I like, I, like, I like raisins too. I like raisins too. I haven't had raisins in a long time. I actually don't like raisins. No. <laughs> I said raises. Well, I like said monetarily, <laughs> like I like raises. Ooh, I do like I do raisins. Like those. Yeah. I don't, and I don't get those. So <laughs> okay, let me try that again. Um, I love all races with agape love without condition. But see, the world puts conditions on how I'm allowed to love just because the color of my skin or my background or my spiritual beliefs. And just as we stated above through scripture, Jesus didn't say black lives matter. Nope. Because when he died on the cross, his posture was all lives matter. And I'm willing to die for all of you. And somehow, if you say that out loud in today's world, that's unpopular. That's racist. And what is that doing? Well, it's putting conditions on the love. So in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, I want to go through this for a minute. Everyone's probably heard this. It's, it's preached at weddings. It's like the most popular Bible verse to, to come to, to happen at weddings. But I'm going to read it, and then we're going to break it down for a minute. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. So if these movements were really about love, acceptance, unity, they would come from a place of agape love. They would keep no record of wrongs, but that's exactly what they do. In fact, they not only have a record or hold a record of it, they carry it and pass the blame on through generations. That is not love. Imagine where we would be today if these movements had Jesus at the forefront. They would remove all the hostility and it would introduce harmony, just like what Ephesians 2 said. My, 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 what a different world we would be living in right now. Yeah. Can we just highlight that it says love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Thank you. That's Preach. like daily medicine right there. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah. I think people can be offended by the truth, but I think like you said, it's all about heart posture. When you allow God to like literally hack away at the cement of your heart, you begin to have happiness when you realize what the truth and it, it, it doesn't offend you anymore. And that's mm -hmm. where freedom comes from. Yeah. We, we just started a new series at church called unpopular. And it's so interesting because the, the, the posture of being a Christian in today's world is so unpopular. And yet it's the only thing out there that's life-giving is the word of God. And yet it's the most unpopular thing. I mean, if you could just take that passage that we just read right there from first Corinthians and take that to any movement that has popped up over the last two, three years and go to the main leader and say, I'd like to just understand <laughs> like, where you came up with your agenda, because this doesn't match. 
what you're preaching doesn't match what actual love means. Like that whole love is love thing. Okay. Tell me about, tell me about your love. <laughs> tell and me I'll show about- you mine. Yeah. <laughs> show me your love and I'll show you mine. That's right. <laughs> well, I think like if you, this like lays it out in the form of like a laundry list where it's like, you could, you could take this scripture to, like you said, any of these organizations and say, I just want to ask you a few questions. Like, would you say that the type of love that you are exhibiting is patient? Do you feel like you have a patient love? What is patience? Trying to, you know, give them an opportunity to speak, you know, and then ask them, is it kind? And, and by what definition do you define kind? Because I'll tell you what, the world's definition of kind is not my God's definition of kind. Right. This, this whole, like I, those shirts be kind. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? (laughs) What does being kind actually look like? Because I would tell you that I believe that being kind, a big part of that is being honest in a respectful and gentle way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like their definition of kind is nice. Yeah. Like be nice, you know, don't punch anybody in the face. (laughs) And does your, does your kind come with a condition? Is it only be kind in this space with these thoughts and beliefs that behind it? Because if it doesn't, then we don't want your kind. And that's, that's a play on words. You're welcome. Yes. Good job, Stace. Feel it. We one. can we can end it now. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. And thanks for coming to the TED Talk. Yes. <laughs> you can see me at the Joy Revival on June 10th and 11th. Mm-hmm. I'll have Come. many more of these beautiful moments for you. <laughs> yeah. Jay, thank you so much for coming on again. You know we'll have you again because you are our favorite. <laughs> We just love you. <laughs> we do. We do. Um, and you're just full of truth. You're full of knowledge. You're full of the Holy Spirit. And we are just very thankful to know you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, and remember, friends, through the good, the bad, and the dumpster fires, we can still choose joy. That's Russian accents. <laughs> lots of, that was lots of noise coming out of mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she did it with her throat. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh. used to do that laugh, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> with the shoulders too? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I do one. Yeah, yeah. Stay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, for the sakes. Oh, for the surprises. <laughs>